Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or the Notorious Fantasy, and today's video I'm bringing you guys week one tight end rankings for fantasy football in 2020. I'm going to be talking about my tight ends one all the way through 20 and talk about why I have them ranked, where I have them ranked inside of the top 20 on the week. So before I get into the week one tight end rankings, I'd like to ask if you guys could please go down below and click that subscribe button. It's free and I put out content every single day, multiple videos a day, streams Thursdays, stream Sundays to help you guys win your 2020 fantasy football championship. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Week one tight end rankings, which are brought to you guys by Overlay DFS, who we are going to be talking about in a bit. So we start off at number one with George Kittle going up against the Arizona Cardinals. If you guys remember last year, the Arizona Cardinals could be playing against me at tight end, and they would have scored. I would have probably dropped 25 fantasy points because they can't stop a tight end worth shit. And George Kittle is one of the best tight ends in the league with one of the best ma- with the best matchup against tight end. I think this is a manufique part of George Kittle's game. This is going to be beautiful. He's going to eviscerate them, and he may honestly be a weak winner. He may destroy your opponent, put him into a headlock, and hit him with the 619 Rey Mysterio like he's in the WWE. So I think George Kittle is going to put up a great game this week. To me, he's the undisputed number one for the week. Obviously, George Kittle is not on these, or not George Kittle, I should say. Obviously, Mr. Kelsey is not on these rankings because he already played on Thursday night, and it would have been redundant to put him on here anyways. Number two, we got Mr. Marky Mark Andrews going up against the Cleveland Browns. Another scenario of a great tight end playing against a great matchup in the Cleveland Browns. So I like Mark Andrews in this game. I think this should be it. It's with these guys at the beginning of the tight end list. It's pretty much a no-brainer because you drafted these guys highly. The guys that get drafted highly on a week-to-week basis, besides certain scenarios, are likely going to be in your lineup anyway. So it's very easy to kind of determine the top six to eight at the tight end position. Then after that is when it starts to get spicy and you start to narrow down the nitty-gritty at the position. At number three, we have Zach Ertz going up against the Washington football team in Washington. This is a scenario of where Jalen Rager may not play. It seems like the only wide receiver out there is going to be Deshaun Jackson. So I think that Zach Ertz and Godert are both going to be very involved in this game. And Zach Ertz should obviously be the biggest benefactor because Carson Wentz loves to throw the ball to him. If you notice last year, once all the wide receivers ended up going down, that's when Zach Ertz started eating. He was playing pretty shit when all the wide receivers were healthy. But once they ended up getting hurt, Zach Ertz was having monster games. And in this scenario where he's likely going to be the number two target, maybe even the number one in targets on the Philadelphia Eagles. I think this is a very safe play for Zach Ertz. I think he's going to put up some big points on Sunday. At number four, we have Darren Waller going up against the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers don't have the greatest defense. Darren Waller, one of the best tight ends in the NFL. I think Darren Waller should be able to have a good game here. Again, we saw Darren Waller really put it on last season, becoming one of those sleeper guys, all the way moving up to becoming a fifth, sixth round pick in a lot of fantasy leagues. So Darren Waller is a mainstay at the tight end position. He's a big name at the tight end position, and big names play well against bad defenses. So I got Darren Waller here as tight end number four. At number five, we have my sleeper, my tight end, the guy that I was talking up all offseason, Hayden Hurst going up against the Seattle Seahawks. I told you guys all to draft him. I told everyone who was here that he was my guy, so I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Top five tight end on the week. I believe he's a top five tight end on the season going up against the Seattle Seahawks. In Seattle, I think this is going to be a very back-and-forth affair of two teams that are very good at scoring the football, scoring them touchdowns. Hayden Hurst is going to be very involved in this offense. The Atlanta Falcons were the number one in pass-heavy offense in the NFL last season with one of the highest target share to the tight end position in Mr. Austin Hoopgod last year. He got shipped off to the Cleveland Browns. Now it's Hayden Hurst 
time to shine in week one. He is going to shine bright like a diamond against the Seattle Seahawks. At number six, we have a tight end with an excellent matchup. Hunter Henry going up against the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals, kind of just like the Arizona Cardinals, probably would not be able to stop me at the tight end position. I think that Hunter Henry is going to have a fan fantastic game the reason why I wasn't super big on Hunter Henry in the offseason was due to injury concerns but on a week-to-week basis a guy that's injury prone you still have to rank highly because of where he can put up points and up against the Cincinnati Bengals with a quarterback that I don't think is as good Tyrod might be able to just feed this guy the ball a million times he could put up a nice game tight end number six at tight end number seven we have Tyler Higby going up against the Dallas Cowboys Down the stretch last season, Tyler Higbee was like a top five tight end on a week-to-week basis. He was eviscerating defenses. I think we see that again this season. As long as the LA Rams kind of do the two tight end set that they were doing deep down the stretch after the bye last season, I think this is going to be a decently high-scoring game between the Rams and the Dallas Cowboys. And Tyler Higbee was very involved last year with Jared Goff, so I got him at number seven against a not-the-greatest defense in the Dallas Cowboys. At number eight, we have Evan Ingram, EZE, going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, Evan Ingram, he has a tough matchup this week. The Pittsburgh defense is very, very good, so I can't really find him finishing inside of the top five, especially since I believe Danny Dimes and the wide receivers are really going to struggle. I really think the only player that's going to do good on the Giants this week is probably going to be Mr. Saquon Barkley. So I got Ingram ranked at eight. Don't really think he can finish too much higher than that. At number nine, we have Jared Cook going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in New Orleans. Now, Jared Cook is the guy who just randomly scores a touchdown, catches the ball a couple of times, and plays pretty good in fantasy on a week-in, week-out basis. A very safe start at number nine. Not too super too much upside unless he was to score two touchdowns in this game, but hey, it's possible up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At number 10, we have a guy that I'm so much higher than the rest of the fantasy industry on, and that is Jack Doyle going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, if you guys know Phillip Rivers, you know that man loves that tight end. There's a reason why the guy has 12 goddamn kids in pretty much he literally can start a whole football team with just his children and himself this guy loves the tight end Antonio um, Gates Hunter Henry he was throwing it to no name tight ends he doesn't give a damn and Jack Doyle was pretty good last season when Eric Ebron was hurt but obviously Eric Ebron ended up holding him back but now it's going to be the Jack Doyle show in Indianapolis up against a not so hot Jacksonville Jaguars defense I like Mr. Jackie Jack Doyle on the week at number 11 we have Roberto Gronkowski at the New Orleans Saints now this is either going to be where we see Gronk look absolutely huge he might look skinny I have no idea how he's going to look Travis Kelsey kind of looked like a little bitch on the sideline right nothing against Travis Kelsey because he would destroy me beat the shit out of me but he was looking skinny right and then you see him on the field and then you're like you know what he just looks skinny because there's no one next to him you guys the guy's a monster of a man probably same thing with Rob Gronkowski I think he's gonna have a good game I think he actually might have top five potential on this week if Mike Evans is out which seems like it's possible considering he is rated at doubtful on the week at number 12 we have Dallas go going up against the Washington football team here. Again, I talked about Zach Ertz. This is a great matchup. These two guys are very involved in the offense. If you've noticed, in the last couple of years, more recently the last two years, Zach Ertz, his snaps have went like this, and Godert's have went like this. Now, it's not like Godert is going to get more snaps on the season than Zach Ertz. I'm not saying it, but I think this split is going to be more and more noticeable as the years go on. I think Dallas Godert is going to put up a good game here up against the Washington football team as tight end numero 12. If you guys have enjoyed thus far, please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And quickly, before we get into tight ends 13 through 20, here a word from my friends and my sponsor over at OverlayDFS.com. OverlayDFS.com has introduced a new and innovative game onto their website called the Matchup Shop. I found myself really enjoying this, and I'm going to find myself making a video about this on Sunday if you guys want some advice on it. 
But I want to give go ahead and explain to you guys how this works so that you guys can check it out yourself. Pretty much what it is is just like in gambling, there are spread picks on team versus team. But instead of team versus team, this is player versus player in fantasy fo football. Who is going to score more fantasy points? For an example, Russell Wilson plus 6.5 fantasy points or Lamar Jackson minus 6.5. If you're not trying to get a little bit complicated there, trying to figure out the spread picks right there. You can just go with ones that are like Moneyline right here. Josh Allen or Big Ben. Who scores more fantasy points? Straight up plus or minus zero, so it's just pretty much straight up a money line bet. Which guy scores more points in fantasy football? I found myself really enjoying this. It's super easy, and you can pick the amount of money you want to bet on each player. You could go from anywhere, any range pretty much of money, however much you are comfortable betting on each and ever every matchup. So please make sure that you guys check out OverlayDFS.com. Link down below in the description and back to future Nick with the video. And we are back. Please make sure to check out Overlay DFS. Link down below in the description. Let's get right into it. Tight ends 13 through 20. 13, we have Mr. Wide Neck, Janu Smith, going up against the Denver Broncos in Denver. I mean, once you're getting back here, you're just hoping for upside. You're hoping for the touchdown. And Janu Smith seemed like really good deep down in the playoff run after Delaney Walker gets hurt. Now it seems like Janu Smith is clearly the number two option in the pass catching game, obviously, but behind Mr. A.J. Brown, who's obviously a very talented player. I think Janu Smith could put up a solid game here up against a tougher defense, though, in the Denver Broncos. On the other side of the game, we have number 14, Noah Fant, going up against the Tennessee Titans now. I worry that this season may be a case of Noah Fant having too many coaches in the kitchen. Too many wide receivers surrounding Noah Fant, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, all this. But Cortland Sutton seems like he's going to miss this week, which would obviously elevate and pump up Noah Fant in the rankings. So I got him at 14. Would not be surprised, though, if he finished much higher on this week. And then for the rest of the season, when Cortland Sutton's back, is kind of finishing around 15 to 12 on a weekly given basis. At number 15, we have Austin Hoop God going up against the Baltimore Ravens. Now, there are reports that Jarvis Landry may not be playing or may be on a limited snap count. In that case, that's why I have Austin and Hooper up here at number 15. I do worry that this team is going to run, 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 run a million times because their head coach, who's calling the offensive plays, was the Minnesota head or offensive coordinator calling the plays, and they were number four in run play percentage. They weren't really throwing the ball. And when you have the two, one of the two best backs in the league, no, not one of the two, you have two of the two best backs in the league in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, you're going to run the fucking ball. So I worry about that for Hooper, but if he finds the end zone or something, Probably going to finish inside the top 20. At number 16, we have Mike Licky Amagasiki. Uh, now, there is worries about him being injured. I think he will end up playing on Sunday. Obviously, something to monitor, though. Going up against the New England Patriots obviously hurts him. I would go ahead if I had him and probably try to find it elsewhere for him. But, obviously, if you draft him to be your tight end one, you play him week one up against the New, or New England Patriots and hope that he finds the end zone. At number 17, we have a guy that does have huge breakout potential this year in Blakey Blake Jarwin of the Dallas Cowboys. Going up against the L. A Rams. Now, for Blake Jarwin, we are dealing with kind of a sticky situation here where there's so many wide receivers on the team and a fucking amazing running back and a pretty good tight end in Blake Jarwin. And everyone's calling for all five of those guys to be amazing. One of those guys is going to be completely shit. Whether it's Cooper, whether it's Jarwin, whether it's going to be Gallup, whether it's going to be CeeDee Lamb, one of those wide receiver or tight end options is going to be shit. So, I am less likely to be super bullish on my prediction of Blake Jarwin playing amazing in this game, but if he does, don't be surprised. A super high upside play ranking here at 17. At number 18, we have TJ Hockengod going up against the Chicago Bears. Now, the Chicago Bears is a tough matchup with uh, Galladay likely missing the game. That bumps him up, but there's also worries that Hawkinson going into training camp the last couple of weeks, he's been saying, oh, I'm not feeling 100%. Oh, I'm 50%. And then there's reports of, 
oh, he's fucking mossing the defense. I saw a video of him just taking the defense and fucking him from behind while he caught the football. He was looking really good out there. But then again, he's playing the Detroit Lions defense in practice. And the Detroit Lions defense isn't very good. So it's kind of tipsy-turvy on my opinion on him. I don't like him this week, but I don't hate him. He's obviously kind of one of those guys that does have top 12 potential, but is definitely hampered by playing up against the Chicago Bears. At 19, we have Eric Ebron going up against the New York Football Giants. This is probably the guy that could finish inside of the top five, but I just have no idea how to feel about him. I have no idea how involved he's going to be in this offense. He, in this game against the Giants, could easily score two touchdowns, but he could also be not involved at all, and Juju, James Conner, and Deontay Johnson or James Washington get all the points. It's very confusing how this offense is going to run now with Big Ben healthy, so I want to see how it works. I want to see it before I believe it in Eric Ebron, though. Very great matchup for him, though. And at number 20, we have Chris Herndon going up against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. I like Chris Herndon as a sleeper tight end on the year, but this matchup is awful. The Buffalo Bills defense is very good. I think the Buffalo Bills shit stomp the um, the New York football Jets. So I don't think Chris Herndon is going to have all that great of a game but he ranks inside of the top 20 due to his skill and the fact that it all takes is a couple of balls being thrown his way for him to make a big play and possibly finish inside of the top 20 at the tight end position. So thank you guys all for watching this video. If at any point you ended up enjoying, please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. I love each and every single one of you guys. Make sure to check out Overlay DFS, and I'll see you motherfuckers tomorrow with... Actually, I'll see you motherfuckers later with some more videos. I love you all. Good boy!